0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to an episode of Bachelors in the City. We have a very, very open and honest conversation today. Very open and honest. Dusty, we bring Bibby on. Bibby, Bibby from from season twenty two. Ari's season was first uh, first time that she was on the show, and she has had some experience. She's got some skin in the game, as they would say. But she's got some very, very honest insight. And I think you guys are going to really appreciate this. You know, the whole experience, Bachelor Nation is great. It is. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to touch on some things here. Right. That I don't think gets talked about as much. Um, but really appreciate Bibby coming on. Yeah,
1: everyone talks about the ups, but not too much about the downs. And, um, yeah, she's going to talk about it all. So, uh.
0: She's the real deal, guys. Should we just get into this? Let's uh, let's get into it. Let's go. Let's get into it. Bibi, what's going on?
2: Hey. We have Bibby
0: in the house. Thanks for coming on. What's
2: up, guys?
1: What's uh so what's it like post uh batch bachelor world?
2: It's not as exciting, honestly.
0: No, let's 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 go back. So you you were you were, uh, you were season twenty two.
2: I was already season. Yeah, I'm pretty old school. I kind of old feel school. so, um, so honored to be invited onto this podcast because I feel like I'm such like a, you know, I'm few seasons back. So
1: oh no, we would love to have you on. That doesn't that's matter. Like what? I, we're, that's, we're just, f- that's like two. Yeah, I mean, it we're was, a few was, seasons back too. So.
2: Our season was, my season was 2017. So we're 2021, guys.
0: We were 2019.
2: That's, that's a few. I mean, you,
0: you, you got some seniority in the uh, in the Bachelor world for sure. But what, um, how many, okay. you've been on Paradise before, right?
2: Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. So every time that I do a podcast, they like to just like run me through the list of all the shows I've actually desperately been on to find love. And it's just like, guys, I don't need to know that I've been on so many Bachelor shows. Like people don't, people get it. <laughs> so I was on Ari's season of The batch. I'm just going to do it because I'm just completely owning it right now. But no, I was on yes. Ari's season. But I left early. I left like two weeks in. Why was that? That was horrible for me. I was like, this guy definitely does not like me. I made the mistake of actually signing up for the show because my friends told me that this would be good for me without actually watching the show. Which is not good For someone that has a feisty little temper and (laughs) smells bullshit from a mile away. Yeah, 100%. I was so feisty. I was a feisty Latino. That was my role. I was like, what the hell's going on in here? (laughs) And I didn't get it. You're on a reality TV show. You need to sit back a little bit. You need to shut up. You can't say everything on your mind. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't get it. I didn't really get it.
1: I'm sure they loved that you didn't get it. They were like, oh, this girl, we got some
0: content. This girl's going to
2: lose her shit.
0: So did you did you not get this after, like just for that one season, or was it pretty much all the shows you went on? It kind of took you to like completely remove yourself to finally get it.
2: Yeah, it really that was it, Peter. You nailed it because I sh- I'm sure that you guys can relate. I know that you guys had a little bit of time off, Dustin. I was totally expecting you to, to see you in Paradise, but you were not. Uh, so yeah, good no, for we you. Were. Happy for you. Um, but that. when you go from like Bachelor season. And then it airs, and then you're filming Paradise, and then it yeah. airs, and then you, you're you in this bubble. So, like, you don't have a lot of time to reflect. Like, totally. as much as you think you do, you really don't. So, I would say it isn't up till now where I can actually kind of comfortably watch the show without having PTSD, you know? Mm-hmm. That I can actually reflect and be like, oh, you're such a dumb girl. Like, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. I think the people on this season of the Paradise get it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a whole different game now. Everybody knows what they're on there for. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying, to, and I hate how. I mean, you're watching. This I don't know. Season, right? I don't
0: know if that's good though for the show. Like it's 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 weird. There's like it's like this crazy juxtaposition. You have you kind of need, and and I, I feel like I resonate with you a lot, baby. I'm, I was the exact same way. And the whole you know trying to uh, just process process the whole thing. You don't. Once you're in that bubble, it's like it's impossible. Like you think you have time, but it's just not possible until you remove yourself for like a good a good amount of time. But you still, for the show to be successful, you need people kind of like that that are buying in and like don't, I guess, kind of get how to uh, navigate that whole reality realm. Because I, I think, yeah, you see this season on Paradise, people, they do get it. And it almost like it's, it's a little thing. bit like premeditated. You can, mm-hmm. it's an entertaining still, but it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit, in my opinion, different.
2: I I couldn't agree more. I also think it's super interesting. to One of the things that I always got from fans was like, you're so real. You're so real. You're so real. And I'm like, isn't that the point, though? Like, isn't this reality TV? Like, aren't we supposed to all be real? And even going into the reason why I went back. So I'll say all the shows I've been on. RE Season. Then I did Winter Games. So I left R.A. season and I won immediately into Winter Games. So technically, it's only one season. So it's not really like a lot of shows. And that <laughs> right show, down. I actually had a connection. Also didn't get it. I probably should have done a better job of watching Paradise. The guy that I was with was a bachelor from, like, New Zealand, and he had, like, a really bad reputation. And then, like, within five days, he was like, what do you want out of this relationship? And I was like, whoa, you don't even have a green card. Like, <laughs> chill
0: <laughs> out. trying to get that green card from you. I'm
2: yeah. like, let's just take a breather. Didn't get it. I got, like, eaten alive by all the fans because I essentially broke his heart. And then I was excited about Paradise— And completely was the feisty Latina all over again, but the feisty Latina in the wrong way because I wanted, I was so angry at producers. My first season of Paradise, I was so pissed off at them. And I think it's really different. I wonder how my experience would be if I would do Paradise now. not saying that I'm going back. I'm just saying if times- But you're not saying that you're not. (laughs) No, 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 I'm retired.
0: I'm officially
2: retired. I think after five times and failing, if you do not get the cue, like- there's something actually wrong with me.
0: I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I really don't. I. Do you think that it's 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 truly possible? Uh, do you think the show can work?
2: I have seen it happen, Peter. I mean, you, not to like. I don't know what the situation is because I haven't really followed. But like, you actually had a relationship after your season. You know, whether or yeah. not that worked out, it's a different right. thing. But you actually had something solid happen after that, and I think. A lot of times the pressure within the show, people don't really understand it. Like until you actually tap into that environment, you don't really get it. So we've seen it so many times with Paradise where couples are broken up towards the end. And then you see them after. Like one of my closest friends was Kevin, who I met on Winter Games. He came onto Paradise and immediately I became friends with Astrid. And they were one of the couples that broke up at the end. And they're pregnant now, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. but what I think it's important for people to understand that they are the exception. They're not the rule. You know, you go into this kind of maybe like, oh, that could be possibly me, but it's really difficult for you to be that person.
0: I totally get it. And I, I always was curious, you know, what it would have, because, you know, I only had the, ex- I've never done like a, a Winter Games type thing mm-hmm. or a Paradise. It's only been one we, of the Bachelor. I would love the to the see bachelor. you on a Winter Games. <laughs> I would like it just to be super competitive. It seems like that'd be a lot of fun with the events, but always, I always was curious. And I heard from, you know, when I asked you that question, I I do think that the show can work. I really do. And I've, yeah, you know, for me, I can only speak on, on my behalf it didn't work out long-term and that it is what it is. But I really do think the show can work out. You've seen perfect examples of it. I've always wondered what it would be like to actually be on like a paradise where you actually get to just focus on one person. I think focusing on so many people and having to kind of show maybe a an exaggerated interest in some people just because that's the nature of the show. And you, you need to have a TV show kind of like for me, it was difficult mess with me, got in my head a lot. It'd be interesting. Like I'm paradise. You just get to focus on one person. If that's what you want to do. Um, it's just a lot more in my opinion, organic and offers more, uh, more, more, possibility for success, if you will.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you would know. I'm sure in your season, you probably had one minute sometimes with a girl.
0: Yeah, you don't even get the time. Like, I feel like you do. And you're supposed to
2: determine whether you want to give her a rose or not. So, like, that's when you rely on producers to be like, who's actually staying? You know, so I went into Ari's season of The Bachelor with that perspective. Like, to be honest with you, I'm Hispanic. I'm extremely, like, I have humbling moments, but I can be extremely outspoken. And I didn't really understand how important my role was on that season. Had I taken time to reflect on the show, then I probably would have positioned myself in a little bit more patient and all these different things. But I remember feeling so out of place. Like, do I really belong here? And like, it was really awkward for me because I was trying so hard to form a connection with this guy just to see, like, is he interested at all? I'm only getting four minutes with him. Like, what am I doing here?
0: Why Why did you feel—you say you felt so out of place. Why? Why was that?
1: She was probably the only Latino on the show, right? In my um, room, in I think
2: room. Becca has a Mexican background, but I'm, like—I was born in Dominican Republic. I was raised in Miami. Like, I'm practically Cuban, too. My mom calls me her little hey. cubanita. What's up?
0: There we go. What's up?
2: So, it's just different, you know? It's It's yeah. different. I'm sure you, like— now looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have done a better job. You know, I wish I would have actually gone in it. Like, really, you know, one of the things that happened on my show, and I don't really like want to dive into like the deepness of all of this, because obviously a lot have surfaced since, but I had I had gone onto an interview with a podcast, and they had asked, like, were you offended when they kept playing like Spanish style music every time you came on? And for me. The way that I translated that, because I'm always like, "What's the positive in this?" I didn't really like dive into like, "Oh, are they? What? What are they trying to do here?" I saw it as like, "I want everybody to know that I'm that I'm Hispanic." So if it takes adding music, then yeah, please like mm-hmm. highlight that. Like, I want yeah. everybody to yeah, know where I'm you're from, proud of You know, of like that's how I saw that. Nowadays, I don't know if people actually see it that way, but yeah, Ari season was really different for me, and then. What I think is so cool, and I was messaging Dustin about this, about this season, is we're seeing such a diverse cast and producers are actually putting the energy into sharing their love story.
1: Yeah. Yes. Because
2: so many times, you know, we're looking at either the runner up or... You know the possible the guy who was supposed to be the bachelor that wasn't like the top four people from the season and then that becomes the focus and then everybody else is just blah. You know the dangling carrot that maybe they throw in some drama.
1: Yeah. Well, now I feel like there. Yeah, we have more uh, diversity, but it seems to me I've been calling out all season whoever has whoever has a podcast with ABC seems to be really getting uh, yes. a <laughs> some major highlight,
2: mm-hmm. but. So okay. I've, I've been listening to you guys, and I think you guys are hilarious. Oh, appreciate. I was really hoping to meet Emma because in the last one that you guys were just like reading her notes, I'm like she gets all the credit for this episode. Clearly, it's her birthday today. It is. Yeah, let's give it's Emma a birthday. shout out.
0: Happy birthday, Emma!
2: Oh, happy birthday! She's a Virgo baby. What's up?
0: Let's go! Let's go!
2: I love that she doesn't like Aaron because I like Aaron. So I was hoping to talk to her to be like, what do you? What do not you like about him? I agree, Dustin. I think that there, I can totally see what you mean, but also, you know, in full transparency, I didn't really watch much of Peter's season. I watched Peter's season like I watched the Kardashians. I watched it through Instagram because so much information was out there that I felt like I don't really need to sit down and watch two to three hours on a Monday night. And also, you know, PTSD, you know, like it didn't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Now it's completely different. Right, um, yeah. But I did hear that Natasha, like, nobody really got to know her at all.
0: True. And I was. I was and super, she went I was rather far
2: that. in your season, right? Yeah. And so did. now we're actually really being able to see this girl. And I think whether it be Natasha or anybody else that was in that predicament, that was led on by someone, which I think the people that stole the show this season, 100% were Brendan and Piper. Like, this is going to be a talking thing for, like, the next three years. They've ruined their like, you know, social media thing. I don't. It's just not a lot of common sense. I'm not gonna dive into that. We, but we,
0: we were we were we were confused about that. Yeah, too. Not think, a lot I of common sense.
2: Was. No, I'm like you guys, not smart.
0: <laughs> we were curious if like if they if they actually you'd be a good person to ask. Do you, like because some of the things they were saying is like there's no like we get you know it's a show and and there is you know some kind of direction or whatnot just influence from producers. That's just how it is but like when they're having the conversations like on the couch with the two of them is you guys have your mics off sometimes like is there a potential where you would You're think never, maybe i'm not being recorded right now
2: no like these guys were
0: they knew literally drinking the all dumb
2: kool-aid that. And they were lacked zero common sense. I'm like, you guys we were are. were thinking
0: like maybe there was like a secret mic and like yeah, take maybe it off I, and they didn't to be. I was thinking maybe good. there was a
1: mic in the bed, because there's no way they would just uh they're wearing, talk about that, that.
2: they're wearing the mic. What? But at that same
1: time, yeah, that was dumb to say, but what they were talking about, every other contestant has been talking about this as well, either before it, it, or true. after the show. And you can't deny that. That's very no. true.
2: A hundred percent. I get it. But there's just a different, it's very different than from my first season going in. Like I, yes, obviously you go on, you're going to gain followers. It happened the first time that you went on the show, but that idea of like, oh, you get the most attention if you're coupled up. I Mm -hmm. didn't really learn that until after seeing the show where I actually saw my friends fall in love and be together. And like they literally became like the Bachelor Nation king and queen because they got engaged. And all all of that stuff I learned after. These people had a year off. Probably big fans of the show. Probably watched it all, and then talked enough around. Remember, like it was really frowned upon for my my season and before. Like for you to communicate with anyone, it was entirely taboo. For you to follow anybody from the new season of Bachelorette, it's like you were trying to slide into their DMs. Like everything was so frowned upon. So I am actually glad that these people had the opportunity to have a year off and get to know one another. I think yeah. it gives great content. Right. They should do it more often. Let these yeah, people more talk. Stories. Let, like, in it just creates better energy for the show. And it's not just about, you know, T and Colton. You're
0: saying ha- having these people meeting mm-hmm. before they get on Yeah, come like, it. let them
2: talk. We were literally in jail. I don't know if this happened to you, Peter, but I'm sure that when you were coming on to be The Bachelor, like, you couldn't talk to... You probably couldn't even look at your, at your mom, you know, because, yeah. like, anything yeah, that could throw you off your game, they didn't want anything to do with it. DMs, messages, it was, like, their worst nightmare. But now... They're getting ahead of it. They're like, all right, fine. You guys are going to talk. You guys are going to hang out. Like what people don't understand, and I think this is, I always say this, Brendan and Piper with this whole situation, you guys signed up for a chess game and you were the chess pieces and the producers are the players. So hello, like you are never ahead of them.
0: Do you do you think that the production had some idea of what was really going they on? They knew everything. And they, they this know was everything. all part of the playbook,
2: guys. They've been doing this for years.
1: When I came off the Bachelorette, it was like this fantasy of wanting to go in paradise, and you know, meet a girl and be together and build this huge, huge empire together. Because mm-hmm. it's no secret, influencers make fucking bank. Like, they can make, it's ridiculous of some people that I know, of, the amount of money they've made from one post or whatnot. It's insane. So, I totally get, especially if, like, you're in a certain circumstance and you just want to get out of that. Like, it's so smart. But, yeah, they just really, they almost they almost played it correctly. I, I think they'll be fine. I think they I think Piper still,
2: completely ruined it. I mean, she just kept digging in, so? that, in that date. She just kept poking and poking and poking oh, and poking. And he's yeah. just like, yeah, man, like, obviously, like, I had to do what I had to do to, like, it kind of felt like Brendan was looking at her like, really, I got to break this down for you, girl? Like, you <laughs> were really going there? And then he was dumb enough to to go there.
0: You, you would have thought there would probably been more, co- if, who knows how serious they were, but you would have thought there would have been more more planning or more conversations to kind of like be on the same page a little bit.
2: Well, then I went down the rabbit hole. And I was like Uh-oh. on the Instagram looking for other things. I refuse to go on Reddit because I just feel it's so toxic. So it's Uh-oh. like, no point on going on that. That's literally, you just ask, it's like a suicide mission. Like, I want to be sad today. Let me go on fucking Reddit.
0: <laughs> that's It's, um, it's, it's true. It's, it, and it's sad that it, that's the case.
1: I could tell, I could always tell back when me and Peter first moved here in New York, I could always tell when he went down Reddit, he would come of his bedroom the just being like so sad. You. I'm like,
0: it, it's, it's, it, it, hey, that? Men, mental health. It, you know, I remember I remember doing a podcast with uh, with Becca and with Rachel and Becca. it was right when my season was starting and she's like she gave me a gift. She's like, I forgot who gave it to her. But it was a, a little keychain that just said, don't read the comments. And like, that's so that's the best advice you could ever give anybody going on a show and a subject and having them subject themselves to like what we we've, we've done. But it's so hard to like not, right? It's just human nature. And, but a lot of people struggle with, with mental. It's, it's, it's really sad. Like, and it's in, in people continue to, you know, I think Dustin, like what you said, you know, obviously there still is the allure of like finding love and having that story be documented and, and the beauty of that. But yeah, I just like the career that can kind of be made out of it like is, is attracting a lot of people. And like, they're just like mental health or they're just looking at this shiny thing. And yeah. they're not really weighing...
1: I agree. And Bibby, you've recently been talking about mental health quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. What has been your response from your followers and whatnot?
2: So I have, I mean, I posted about this yesterday. My relationship with social media is just so odd. And I'm super interested in just overcoming my insecurities and anxiety with it. Like I'm approaching it more in this mindset of like, all right, like, why is this such a big issue for you? Like, let's dig deeper. Like, what's going on here? I want to really not have this like ickiness towards it, and then, like, this love towards it. But really, I mean, you guys now are influencers. Yes, 100%. Like, you guys have been, you know, you're not on the show anymore. You're still kind of, like, in the mix and stuff. So you, you get the hustle of, like, it's a job. You know, like, they're looking at your engagement. They're looking at your numbers. Is it performing well? They're asking for your link clicks. Like, all these different things. And so when I actually came out of the show... I felt full-on imposter syndrome. And I still struggle with it now because I'm just a regular girl that happened to gain a following on a show. I'm not, in which now we're seeing it very differently. Now we're seeing bloggers come on, photographers come on, and they already know what they're doing. And they're already kind of like, they're, they're, they're these micro influencers. And then they're taking this and they're just running with it. And that's a beautiful thing. But for me, it was like, I'm just this like, girl, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. And... <laughs> After my hundredth time on Paradise, I literally went back to the producers and the reasons why I wanted to go back was because like, I get it. I see my mistakes. Like I was too in my feelings. I was probably in a massive victim mindset. Obviously we know that sometimes it can be really frustrating to let them do their thing and, you know, stand back and be, you know, like this isn't really you caring about my love life and, you know, all these different things that kind of like get you heated. But Mm. I went back with a very humbling like, in a very humbling space. And at that last row ceremony, I was devastated. At my, it was the first row ceremony. I was devastated. I was like, I came back. I gave it my all. Like, I'm literally fucking going home. This is the most humiliating thing in the world. And after that, I came home. And I just, like, I got off Instagram. I just, like, went through it. I, like, they asked me to go to Good Morning America and do an interview. And I was like, I'm not doing it. Like... I didn't mm-hmm. want to go to the reunion. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I just felt so defeated because when you're constantly putting yourself out there, you feel you you're depleted. And you know, I think that a lot of people are talking about mental health. Like this is something that we kind of it's a stigma that our generation is like like yeah, let's let's figure this out. Let's change this shit. It's very different because we didn't I mean, I feel like you guys are around my age. Maybe, I'm 30. I just turned 34.
0: 34. I'm yeah. 33.
2: Oh, just, just don't 30, like yeah. 34 at all. I don't like 34. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Thank God. Thank you, because you know you really I'm don't. just like going through all the feels. I'm like, oh shit! I'm 34. Like, I'm not 31 anymore. This is.
0: I aw-. went through all the feels with the with the 30 30 club.
2: Well, how old um, are you, I think Peter? I just turned 30. Oh my gosh.
0: Back in August. You're cute so. boys. I, know. You
1: I love my feel. 30s. 30s have been so good to me. I'm not gonna, like, 30s are just great. 20s are a shit show.
2: I feel the 20s are like what your teens should have been like, and your 30s, you're like, my thing about the 30s is like, nobody really prepared me for this. Like, now things get real. Like, heartbreak gets really real. Like, before it was like, all right, whatever. Like, now it's like, fuck, I can't, you know?
0: Yeah. So this that 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 was your last appearance on the show? That bachelor or um, the paradise season you're just referring to?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: that's okay, that's been Which one was that? Last. That was the last one before this one. The
2: last one before this one.
0: I was supposed to be on that one
1: too.
2: Should have gone. Um, how come you didn't go?
1: Well, that one, they had me on standby. They're like, "Oh, oh yeah, we're going to bring you out this week." Oh, the next week. I literally took off a whole month of work just to sit at home.
2: So disrespectful.
1: So disrespectful.
2: I think it's it's a lot when you put like you put your whole life on hold and then, you know, you come back and you're just like, "What the hell?" That is a mental that's a mind fuck. You know, that that's is a hold, that is a massive mind fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, this season, the other thing I heard you guys kind of talking about was Natasha going on all these dates. But I was like, wait, she hasn't really gone on that much more than Tia. Tia went on two dates? I don't know.
1: I don't know about the dates. Dusty just We're has strong, about the, strong opinions. I don't about know that. about the dates, but I was just saying, like, even for Tia, too. After, like, guys, just—if no one's there for you, it feels like they're, they're reaching. Mm. They're just grabbing and trying so hard to force something with, oh, I hope this next person you know. It doesn't seem authentic. I would be— I would be upset if I came in and you just want to date me because I'm the new guy and I'm all you have left. You know, it just seems Mm -hmm. like they're trying. And I think there's a time in paradise where it's just like, I need to go home. There's nothing else for me to do here. Um, It didn't work out for me. And I think you just need to kind of up and go. I wouldn't say like, she's just going on too many dates. I mean, I think that's fine at the beginning. Go on as many dates as possible. See who your person is. But it
2: just
0: seems
1: like now they're they're just
0: reaching to stay on. Marvin. Maybe so. Are you? Are you? Um, are you seeing someone right now? Are you single? What's your What's your relationship? So is?
2: I'm single. Okay. I was in a relationship, a very hidden relationship, for like a year and a half. So like all of last year and some of this year, and we broke up just because there's distance. He's in the UK right now, and
0: you like the international guys. He's
2: not. He's not international. I met him here, but work has taken him there for the remainder of this year. And you know, I love him till this day. I I really fucking love this guy. But, you know, it's just very
1: So what's the issue? Why don't you just get up and go?
0: And and why I'm just curious, why why was it you said hidden? Was it because like show stuff related? Um, just like anxiety with that? What was the reason for I that?
2: I think we we started dating literally as COVID happened and he came to visit me and then you know, my my friend was like, You trapped him.
0: <laughs> I, I trapped him.
2: I I trapped the guy. Um, the
0: COVID trap.
2: hmm I totally trapped him. And then he's a very private human being. He, like, okay. doesn't want to be... You know, I remember towards the end of the relationship, I was, like, one of the things I brought up. And I was, like, I get it. Social media is not important. But, like, I want to be able to, like, share my love. Like, I'm in love and I'm happy and I'm with my man. Like, I want to be able to do these things. And so there's right. this one picture. And I was like, can I post this picture? And he's in the film industry. And, you know, he had this, like, I don't know, nobody's going to figure out who he is off of this comment, but he was afraid that it would. He was holding the camera. We were on a trip and he was holding the camera in the hand. In his hand, and he had a hat on, so you couldn't see who he was. And I was like, oh, can I at least post this one? And he's like, no, I'm holding this camera. Like, only a certain amount of people have this type of camera. And, like, what if people put it together, and you can see my hands? And I was like, I can't fucking deal with this shit.
0: Wow, very private.
1: Yeah, I see. That's a, little, that's a little much, though. I, I feel like, I, I think it's okay to be private, but also to, like, he doesn't want to be seen at all. That seems a little, uh, a little weird to me.
2: My core friends knew I was taken, but I have a, I, probably outside, like, guy friends. Like, I have some of them who are just finding out that I, like, recently went through a breakup. And they're like, you were dating someone? And I'm like, yeah, COVID. Like, you know, it is what it is. I also yeah. think there was other issues within the relationship. Like, that's just very—that's, like, a very petty one that I'm poking at, you know? Yeah. hmm but, yeah, it's like adulting, you know? You have to make adult decisions and essentially, you know, like you could really love someone and not get along and be okay with being like, fuck, we don't get along. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe it's time yeah. to kind of just let it go. That's real. You know?
0: Yeah, it's not It's not easy. I, I'm curious, like for you, did you ever have a uh, post-show, like was there a period, you know, once you finally could do some reflection and just be, you know, stepped away from it a little bit? Did you go through a period where you're like, I— yes, obviously I'm excited to get out there again, excited to date, excited to meet someone, but I want, I kind of want it just to be like a normal relationship again, like pre, pre-show, like before this whole thing kind of like changed my life and everything. And it was all different. Like, have you, do you almost, do you ever miss the days prior and like, you have like no desire to kind of date someone in this world, like almost go back to a little bit more normal life. And I ask you this just because I've kind of gone through that phase. Like, it's almost like I just want to kind of detach a little bit and Normal.
2: I feel for you, it's very different because you were a lead, you know, like I was just a regular girl. Like I didn't really go far. I wasn't final four. So it wasn't really that difficult to navigate. And also, I don't know, maybe perhaps you like in Miami, it's not that big of a deal. To be on The Bachelor. It's not like, you know, you're going... There's other cities that I visited and people will recognize me. You know, here, I would need the two of you walking around with me for someone to recognize me. I don't believe that. Some people won't... Like, I had a girl last night at an event that she recognized me. She's like, oh my gosh, I love you on Paradise, blah, 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 And she'll take a picture. But like, most... It's it's a like, my audience is... It's a lot of women. So, like, it's women who recognize the men. And, like, the men are typically tall. And here, like, not saying anything bad, but, like, there's not a lot of tall guys walking around. So, like, you see a 6'2 guy, handsome, broad shoulders, because that's a type, on The Bachelor, you know, walking around. It's just like, who's that hot guy? Oh, shit, he was on The Bachelor. Oh, shit, I know him. You know what I mean? Like, Joe has come to visit a few times, and I'll always make the effort to see him. And it doesn't matter where we are. Somebody's recognizing him. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody knows who I am. They just know you. <laughs> so it hasn't been that hard. And like, guys don't really watch The Bachelor unless somebody's like hanging out with them and being like, oh, James, I'm The Bachelor. And then it's kind of like, you're that desperate. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking that desperate.
1: Like- you know how often <laughs> guys come up to us and they're like, hey, this is weird. My girlfriend But my girlfriend loves you. Watch. We watched The Bachelor together. Can I get a photo of the center?" That happens like all the time.
2: I feel for you guys being in New York, it has to happen so much more than if you were to live anywhere else. Maybe LA a lot too, but New York I feel like it's a poppin' city and they're with it. So,
0: I, I guess though, like from from my question, it was more. I guess I didn't really ask that right. I, like, would you would you have any issue dating someone again in this world? Like, or it's just not even like it, that doesn't matter in this world or not
2: in this world as in bachelor world?
0: Yeah, like just everything that comes.
2: I with would. being
0: in a relationship. Okay,
2: I think it's never. I've never had. I've never done it. You know. So like. I feel, I feel like
0: you get so much more scrutiny, like every, everything is like judged mm-hmm. and critiqued and like it's just so much pressure I feel that is unnatural in a way and like, and I get it and everyone like you sign up and you kind of know what could happen and people are going to, ha- you know, be invested and that's really cool, you know, and, and obviously we all appreciate that, but it's, it's not easy dating someone in Bachelor Nation, like it's just not. Like having that like spotlight on you, it's a lot of pressure.
2: I, I really do agree, but I think I'm far enough removed that if I were to meet someone that happened to also have been on the show,
0: yeah.
2: I don't think it would be that difficult. I don't know. Maybe it would be, you know, unless it comes, uh, unless it's like somebody from like Michelle's season that for some reason happens to find interest in me or finds me through like the mix. And mm-hmm. then that's different because that's more of a recent thing you know, versus me dating somebody that was like, I don't know, on Hannah season or something like that, or, you know, even Katie season or something. Like, it's a little bit different. It's not as like right now. Yeah. Okay, so the other thing I kind of wanted to tell you guys, do you, it's back to Paradise News, just for like one second with Abigail and Noah, because I know you guys don't really think that they're that interesting and <laughs> Dustin's-
0: No, the thing is they are. No, they, they're interesting. They are extremely interesting and they're not showing it though on, on, mm-hmm. on the show.
1: It's just a, it's just a, I don't, I, maybe I used the wrong word. I actually know it's about to come over here pretty soon. I just think, yeah, it's just, they seem to be really calm and quiet.
0: And I think they're they're so solid.
2: The most sane couples on Paradise, the ones that get the really minimum sure. amount of airtime, are the yeah. probably the most solid ones. Just letting you That's guys know. That's what we
0: were saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, they're super consistent. I think, yeah, I think they'll probably for sure... I think they're probably still together. I'll probably ask Mm -hmm. Noah. I don't know if he'll tell me or not, but... uh. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: kind of feel like Maddie and Kenny, right? Noah and her 100%. And if they break them up, I hope that they're back together. Because like I said it last week, I'm like, whatever's going on right now, it's just too many happy faces. Obviously, shit's going to hit the fan. And we're going to see that with Ivan, which is pretty awesome because he's such like a cute, calm, quiet dude. Which I then have to question you, Dustin, because you feel like if you're just hanging around paradise, shooting the shit, and nobody's really for you, why aren't you making the decision to leave? So do you feel that same wave towards Ivan, being that he's like a homie?
1: Ooh. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think Mm -hmm. he should probably just go home too. I think when you're—I don't think it's a good—well, for me personally— I don't think if I was I was just waiting around and trying kind to like force something. I don't think my partner that I was forcing something with would really appreciate that and accept that. I mean, does that make someone feel special that you guys are together just because you're the only one left? Right? I don't know. So yeah, I agree. I think he
0: he should probably go home. Mm-hmm. I think I mean look at Kendall. I think Kendall played like Kendall. Yeah, she, played, she she did it right. she did it exactly like probably how you should do it. You know removed herself from the situation. Like, that was... Yeah. she like, yeah, most people probably don't do that.
1: She went there. She tried to work some things out. And she realized this was not for her. And she went home. And I totally respect her 100% for that. I think that's a a very uh, lifelike adult thing to do. And, yeah.
0: Baby, do you think that um, Riley and Marissa are the real deal? Are they going to last? Yeah.
2: I mean, he's just...
0: He's on, he's, They're he's so he's just all I got. cute.
2: And I was a little bit nervous watching the um, the commercials or, you know, whatever those little... Why am I drawing? I'm having complete blank like right the now. the teasers? The teasers. Thank you, Peter. The teaser,
1: The commercials. <laughs> That's cute.
2: I, w- I got a little bit nervous because you saw her kind of in her feelings. And I'm like, what's going to happen if she's trying to actually date somebody else? And she was just really in her feelings because I related to her so much. Like when you really like a guy and then you're at that point where like, How do I ask them if, like, is this going anywhere? Is this not? Like, are we going to be, you know, like, it is so nerve-wracking for a woman to be in that middle space where, like, imagine if this was a real world. You've gone on a few dates, you've kind of messed around, you're really feeling each other, and then you're like, okay, but is this a thing or is this just a thing? Like, which one is it? So to see her really get emotional, I was like, "This this has been me so many times. And I thought for a second she was going to go on a date with this other guy. So I'm really happy to see their relationship kind of take the next step. I think that they're great. Another couple that I'm really invested in, I don't know if I would have been able to watch a season had it not been for how amazing it is to see people that are coming from diverse backgrounds and look different. They're dating one another and they're actually interested in one another. Yeah, That's a huge thing for me. And I think that that's why I'm so invested because there's people that like... Don't look like the ordinary, typical bachelor favorite. You know, like you're not seeing just the fan favorites find love. And I'm like, I wish I was on this season because I might have had a better chance. I look, for example, something that I wanted to ask you guys about and Kenny with Demi and then Maddie. Okay. I have this theory that if this, if Kenny and Maddie and Demi were on a previous season prior to all of this, prior to the break, prior to the changes, would Kenny actually end up with Maddie? I don't know. Because for television purposes, who is the most entertaining? Demi is the most entertaining. And so you guys understand how the dynamics of the show works. Like as much as you want to be spending time with people, sometimes that's not necessarily the case. You might be pulled away. And they let, yeah. they kind of push for other things to start to happen. Like we've seen them actually break up couples that actually are happy and married and having a baby now, you know, like literally they broke up Astrid and Kevin. So yeah. I when I saw Demi go home, I also had not, this is not against Demi at all, but I had a very proud, like, okay, we're making changes. Yeah. Bachelors, like bachelor producers We're making changes. Thank you. Like, you're not just choosing the girl with nearly 2 million followers and amazing content. Like, she's amazing TV. We all know that Demi is amazing TV. Yeah.
0: yeah. Are on show but maybe they sure.
1: did. We don't, I mean, honestly, I, I put a lot of that on Kidney as well. Kidney's a grown man. Like, he's 40. He knows what he wants.
2: I mean, he's 40 and he gave Madi a hard time. And she's 25 for not really knowing. It's like, come on, dude, you're 40. Like, she's 25. Well, I don't
1: think he gave her a hard time. I think he was just like, I don't know.
2: He moved on so quickly, but I get it. It's paradise. Uh-huh.
0: I do agree with you, though. I say, I think that, that the production, they've, like, listened to to Bachelor Nation because for a while, it was just, it was getting insane. Like, it was getting so detached from, I mean, I remember why I became, I've, you know, been a fan of the show since I it was, like, 18, 19 when I saw my freshman year of uh, college and, like, it just had a different feel. And it was, like, truly, like, you lived vicariously through these mm-hmm. people. Like, you really did. And you, like, felt it and everything. And there just, like, was, like, a slow shift. And I think it's starting to come back, like, towards that direction. And that's, like, super refreshing. And, like, we were talking, just seeing the, you know, the scene with, uh, I mean, of course, I have to throw the drama in with Kendall. But with Joan, with Serena, like, those are the moments of, like, why I fell in love with the show. Mm-hmm. Seeing it with random people that you don't even know, but you become invested in. And, like, you're rooting for them. It's cool. And yeah, especially with the diversity too. And like you said, like they're actually into each other. Like it's it's cool to watch and it was needed.
1: Yeah. I love the yeah, I love the the Marissa and um Riley big time. They're freaks too. Everyone loves seeing a happy, freaky couple. Like, you know, they're just they, got, they got it all, yeah. they hit just gonna last for it. but also speaking on that where where Marissa was like needing more, I think that's I think that's good for a woman to bring up if the guy hasn't, but only when the guy is showing um, actions, like Riley was, his actions were showing that he was mm-hmm. really into her. Maybe he wasn't bringing up the words, and you know, some guys we we were not very good at that at times. But we like to show action. So if a guy, for anyone listening, is, his actions are showing you that he is there, he wants to hang out with you. He he's making time for you but you're just not getting the words, I think it's okay for a woman to bring it up. Bring it up because a lot of times we we probably won't. We just think the actions are good enough. But just touching on that moment,
0: I really- Yeah, wouldn't. actually, I was kind of surprised that she, you know, because they say, well, like actions speak louder than words. I think it's easy for someone to say something and like, and say the right things and the words you want to hear, but it's it's not as easy for them to show you through actions and like how they are with you, you know, day to day. Again, I agree with you, Dusty. I don't think there was anything wrong with her asking for that, but um, I think she, and I think they're going to work, but I think she should have had even way more confidence than she did at that point uh, because of the actions that right showed. the actions.
1: I don't yeah, know. I, I feel like you see a lot of girls ask that whenever guys
0: aren't showing. Like you saw with Tia and Blake, Blake. she was kind of getting on, it was a lack of actions, right? Yeah. It? yeah. it was the exact opposite.
2: Where I feel like we're not seeing something. And I feel like, Tia showed a little bit of her crazy side, and I was like, "You need to take a Xanax. We need to just scale it down. (laughs) Five notes, just
1: yeah." That's what I said. I feel like she's seen this pressure of these other couples, these other couples forming something, and now she's trying to force something because she wants she wants that. And anything in a relationship that's forced at the beginning and whatever it is, it's not going to be good.
2: I mean, but also with Marissa, there's there's been times where guys. And I'm not speaking for everyone, but where guys are really leading with their actions, and it's still very confusing with the girl because then they're saying different things. So they're doing all of this stuff. And that's that I related to her because I felt that in my last relationship. Like he was like, I was like, shit, this is husband material. Like Mm -hmm. this is crazy. Like we were holding each other accountable. We had a whole morning routine going. We were, like, doing the most during COVID. Like, it really felt like, okay, this feels like the first time ever where I, I have an actual partner. And halfway through lockdown, I was like, wait a minute. Like, to be entirely transparent, I saw that this girl kept texting him. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are we a thing? Or are we not a thing? And so I had to really come out of my comfort zone. And fortunately for me, he met me halfway, but it took me like, it took a lot of conversations. It took a lot of talking. It took a lot of not convincing, but just like opening up the space for this because he felt like he wasn't in the space to be in a committed relationship. And then I said, I can't keep doing this with you Mm -hmm. if we're not in one. So it's not an ultimatum. It's just me kind of protecting my boundaries. So it is, it can be, I think we do live in a time where it can be very confusing, where guys can, like Riley, show up with actions because it feels good. They want to be there, but then they themselves are holding themselves back from being in a relationship because they're like, mm, do I really want this? Like, they're not 100% sure. Obviously, I ended up having a relationship with this guy. Like I told you, I completely trapped him. <laughs> but, and it ended up great. And then it it didn't, but... I I think that yeah. that's something that, like, it's really, it's hard to read. And in that space where you're I, I mic'd up and, like, there's cameras all the time, I can only imagine. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I th- I think put it this, way right? I think that with, you know, obviously communication is so important, like, vocally. Um, and affirming, you know, your person, how you feel and where you're at. I just, I think, if you're comparing the two, I think it's easier to ha- to, like, better verbal communication can be learned a little mm-hmm. bit easier than putting the effort right. in and with your actions and putting them first in that regard. If that's not there, I think that's that's a little harder to kind of fix in a relationship. So mm-hmm. all this is to say I think I think they are off to a great start and have had great conversations with each other and are doing it right.
2: Who do you think gets engaged? Who are you guys saying makes it to the how many engagements are we gonna see and who do you think hundred percent is getting engaged?
0: I'm gonna say three. You think three? Yeah. Uh Joe and Serena, yeah. I I could see Kenny, and I'm only saying Kenny. What's her name again? I'm sorry,
2: Maddie.
0: I'm
1: saying that because I kind of saw some spoilers with his chest or whatnot. Oh, yeah, that's the only reason I say Mm -hmm. that. But how I feel, Riley, I feel like Marissa and Riley are are gonna be
0: good.
2: And then, no, what do you think happens with Noah and Abigail?
0: I think, I think, I think, uh, yeah, Brandon and Piper, I could see that they're already gone.
2: Oh, that's right. I've heard that. I mean, they were in Miami, aren't
0: they already gone? They're engaged, they're engaged. No, they already left, right? No, but I'm saying I could see this mm-hmm. actually kind of
2: like them actually sticking together.
0: Yeah, yeah, thrusting them together, like just kind of having to like stick by each other's side. There is, there's, there's mm-hmm. a. a and that I can't imagine comes with that this didn't bring bond. them
2: closer together. Like this is the yeah, only yeah. other sure, person yeah. that could actually fully understand what the hell just happened. Nobody else on that beach is going through that. Nobody else outside of your world has been going through that. So, I would hope that they're counting on one another and kind of holding each other. Through this, Because it's going to be dark until Michelle's season airs.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Then nobody's going to remember.
0: What do, you, what do you think about with uh, Michelle's season and the new Bachelor? How do you think that's going to play out? It's very interesting.
2: I think it's really interesting. Like at first I was like, I don't get it. But then because I generally, I would have loved to have seen Michael A. as The Bachelor…
0: I feel
2: like he's such a rock star and like I fangirl over him hard. I'm like, he's such a, he's such a good guy. And Mm -hmm. I would love to see a good guy find love, you know? And I think that he would have a very interesting story and he would carry himself very well. Now, the interesting thing about this selection from Michelle season is the fact that like the girls going in right now know nothing about him.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And so back to what you were saying earlier, Peter, about that like element of like, you know, the magic within relationships that we're kind of seeing come back to something that you experienced, you know, when you were 18 watching the show, we're seeing it again. I think that that's, that's igniting that type of magic back into the show where you're not, you don't know who this guy is. You don't know, he doesn't have a crazy amount of followers. You don't, you can't dig up stuff about him. You're not coming yeah. off with this pre- preconceived notion of what was aired. So it'll be really interesting for the relationship aspect of it.
0: I think it's going to be really conducive. Yeah. It's a really like good relationships coming out of this.
2: I also think it's a way for us to be invested in Michelle's season. Although I don't think that you need it because her promo is just out of this world. I'm like, yeah, wow, like this a is a bachelorette. I haven't seen a yeah. promo like this in a while.
1: Yeah. We have a lot to look forward to with that. And I'm excited for both seasons, honestly. I think I've, I've, been growing. I've just started watching the show, but growing as we've been doing this podcast to actually really enjoy it since I get to talk shit a lot of times. But anyways, what's next for you? What, um, what's going on with you and where can people, yeah, this, what's
0: next?
2: I'm basically on the Instagram guys on the line.
0: She on the IG uh, on the Instagram. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a yoga teacher now, which I graduated earlier this year. So I'm really pouring my heart into that.
0: We need to take a class of you because I can't touch my toes.
2: Oh my so, gosh. I would I love to give you a one-on-one Zoom call, private, whatever. That A lot of the classes that I've taught is online. Oh, perfect. And it's been a very rewarding space for me because it's really giving me this confidence of like, oh shit, I can do things. Like yeah. I can really do hard things. And yoga for me has been just like this very connective healing space, you know, for mental health and all this stuff. But so yeah, I'm a yoga teacher and that's most of my energy is going to that right now, focusing and harnessing it and just trying to figure out what direction I really want to take this. And that's, that's it. I yeah. love that. What,
0: what's, your, uh, what's your handle on the gram?
2: BB underscore Jewels.
0: BB underscore Jewels. Mm-hmm.
1: Would love to also, maybe you could do a uh, yoga class for my volunteers with Guaranteed Karma sometime.
2: Oh my gosh, Justin, I would love that. I saw you post the other day, but I figured that you wanted someone in New York. So I didn't want to be that creepy girl that was also coming onto your podcast to be like, desperately like, do you need a yoga teacher? No, we
1: could <laughs> do both. We could do both. Yeah, we'd love to do that. We'll chat about it and we'll promote that. But again, thank you for uh, coming on, shooting the shit Yeah, thanks us. for being
0: so open. So oh my gosh, and just, thanks yeah.
2: guys. You guys are amazing. I love it. I can't wait to listen to this podcast and so many more of your little rants and discussions on like this season.
0: Well, we'll get you oh, back on for uh, the Michelle season, Dolly. You got to come on. You got to come on and do. A, we'll get an inside perspective too from some five seasons, guys. Five seasons yeah. of the show you've been on. So we'll have you come on and do a, a recap with us with uh, with your girl Emma. That sound down? Yeah, if you're down, that'd be cool. I'm down. Bachelor's in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber,
1: and me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by ACAST.
0: Our producer is Red Yokum and our associate producer is Emma Martins.
1: Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at redrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show.
0: And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast.
1: See you next week.